Welcome to the Triple Confirmed Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I am your host, The Baked Potato, a six-year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Today's date is April 3rd, and this is episode 180. Hopefully you guys are having a magical Monday, fantastic day so far, it's beautiful out here on the British Columbian coast. Hopefully you guys are getting somewhat of something of the same weather. We've got some very exciting things to be talking about today in the crypto space. So as always, let's jump right into it. Starting off here with our macro outlooks, everything here on the weekly, still continuing to show us some weakness in the medium and short terms, uh, as well as the macro still looking quite overall bullish. Um, we've been saying this for what feels like weeks now, and I guess it has been weeks, that we're continuing to see uh, resistance up here at this 28 to 28 $500 level. Soft-term, short-term rejection is more than likely before continuation. It doesn't need to happen, but it is likely to happen as everything, again, continues to reject and peel over from that point. Nothing here has really changed on the macro outlook. Um, volume is still trading lower and lower as the weeks go on. Momentum is still building up to the upside, which is fantastic for the bulls overall. Yeah, we don't really have a whole lot of change in this chart as of right now. Wolfpack starting to turn over a little bit more. Liberator starting to potentially pinch off. Again, these are things we would want to see in order to continue getting pullback in this region, which we are seeing Funnily enough, just in the last 20 minutes, we started to push down again. Um, we did end up coming back up into the $28,500 region last night after dipping down to about $27,500, kind of like a $1,000, you know, midnight pump type of deal. As we make our way down into these more medium-term macro charts, we can see four-day continues to turn over. We have signs of pinching off on the Liberator, Wolfpack turning down, price action hitting a ceiling, all the stuff we would want to see again. When we push into the daily, we're still about what seems like maybe a day or two away from triple confirmation, invalidation, and bearish divergence play potentially starting to play out here. Bitcoin seems to be a little bit more clear here as the money flow is still in the red. We tried turning up over the weekend, ended up again rejecting off this level and turn the money flow back into the downside direction. We have a red dot here on the current candle, which could be closed as early as the next four hours. So triple confirmation on Bitcoin could come within the next day or two. Uh, as far as ETH goes, probably about a day behind, potentially, maybe not, maybe they close on the same day. But again, more signs of just overall turning over, continuing to hold against resistance. As we go into our medium terms, four hour, six hour, we're starting to see the same thing. Weakness building, right? We have less and less momentum and volume coming in as we've continued to hit the same ceiling again and again and again and again. Momentum is dying off. Red dot potentially confirming on the next four hour close. We are technically still TC down on the four hour as far as Bitcoin goes, as far as ETH goes. Oh, of course it reset this to, yeah, again, it seems like Ethereum is kind of lagging behind not really as certain as BTC here, even though, you know, BTC on its own, not as certain <laughs> of this whole thing. It really doesn't want to come down, but we, we, we know that like 
you know, the more likelihood of retesting now is better, right? The fact that we haven't come back to 25 yet since we blasted through it makes a lot of sense for us to come back, retest that critical key level before trying to break through 30, which is our major resistance level. If we don't retest it now, you know, potentially that retest could come four months down the line, six months down the line. You know, we could get all the way to 40 and then still have to come back to 25 because we didn't retest it now. If we retest it now, we make our way through 30. You know, there's nothing really else that tells us, okay, well, now we have to come back, you know, and retest 30. But that's not as as a big of a deal as going all the way back to 25, right? That would not be as bad in the overall and holding us in that bullish structure overall, you know, in a better fashion if we can if we can retest now, break through 30 or at least test into 30, maybe test a little bit higher, come back down, hold let's say now 27 or 28 where we've been having these issues at 28 to 285. If we can hold that as support, right? I would say just as good as holding 30, but it may end up being that it just consolidates somewhere in between 28.5 and 30, uh, maybe all the way up to 32K in the coming months. We can just see again, like a tightening range that squeezes and squeezes and, and squeezes until we have, you know, no uh, room left to, to make a decision before it absolutely pops. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But for now, the medium term, short terms are still giving us this idea that we are more than likely retesting now and pushing back. Obviously, if we hold at 27 in this case, we still have a bullish chance here to turn all this bearish divergence uh, and invalidate it, basically, and try and push everything through now, play off of some sort of uh, bullish flag type of play, dealio. It is still possible here, right? If we were to turn everything back up in the coming day or two and start to try and invalidate these bearish divergences that we have on the uh, Wolfpack and Market Liberator. Um, at the moment, that is the less likely play, right? It's still possible, but the certainty of it, right, quite low as of right now. Um, S&P continues to pump. We've seen, you know, a pretty good push uh, coming out of the end of last week, um, continuing into today. Interestingly enough, potentially running into some key level resistance in the next day or so, but you know, potentially also re-triple confirming in the bad uncle touch me zone. Again, we had the first one here at 4,045, right? We moved all the way up into about 4140, 4130. If we get another one as, uh, as open comes tomorrow, you know, potentially we take another fat step into that resistance right around 4190, uh, maybe even a little bit higher, 4200. That's very possible here. Um, the biggest thing I think is pretty much where we are right now, this 4150 to 4200 zone um, coming in as the key level of resistance. If we can get ourselves through this level, you know, there's this is the most resistance turn support, turn resistance level that we have in the current environment. It's also the middle of the price action of pretty much where we went down to on the lows as as well as the highs that we stretched up to on the previous run. So makes sense. Again, you know, the median zone, 
the middle of the whole price action overall in the current environment, it's going to be tough. But if we just keep ramming, 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 ramming into it and slowly pushing up every day, right, we'll find ourselves closing above it. And by that time, before we know it, you know, we'll probably be charging up into the next uh, the next levels of resistance. Let me just check if you see if you guys said anything yet. Doesn't seem like it. U.S. 10-year and Dixie today kind of stagnating a little bit. We are on a pretty important level of support for these guys. Um, if they were to lose 102 and 3.4%, right? Where's the next logical zone? For the U.S. 10-year, it's probably about 3%. And for the U.S., uh, and sorry, for the Dixie, we're probably looking at about 100 points as the next logical level of where it would stop. Um, is it, is, does it have to stop there this time? No, but it does make sense to hit it, kind of hold it for a little bit, maybe a day or two. Um, if we're going to see continuation into a more bullish case scenario, which seems to be what the medium terms and the higher time frames are leading into, right? We've got a lot more potential bearishness coming um, out of these things. Right, but still looking in towards that 97 points as far as the Dixie goes, and as far as the US uh, 10 year, we're still looking into about 2.8 to about 2.4 percent before we see any type of key level, major level uh, support on these guys. That's the most support I can see on these things is in those two zones. If we were to lose those levels. You know, there's not a heck of a lot here once we start breaking out of these structures. Not a whole lot, right? This uh, resistance or now support at 97 or 96, depending on when we hit it, on the Dixie is like last line of defense pretty much before like 91. If we lose 91, 88. If we lose 88, 80 points on the Dixie. Um, it just starts, we start dropping off super quick if we start losing all this key level support in between 90 and 97. And same thing for the US 10 year. If we start losing 2.5%, right, we start zooming out here. What does that mean? Well, the most critical major support turned, or resistance turned support is in that 2.4, 2.5%. If we lose that, we break back into this channel. You know, there's a couple levels in between, but we could see some sort of waterfall closing off crazy drop as we saw back here uh, in 2018, 2019, all the way into 2020, pretty much actually two years straight of straight dumpage. Yeah, but likely, you know, it's possible and more likely that we actually hold this 2.5% as support as some sort of macro retest type of deal and continue from there because I mean, this thing, you know, it was a 40-year-long channel, essentially downwards broadening channel. If we retest it and we hold support at that level, it's massive. Absolutely the biggest thing that this chart has to hold. If it doesn't hold, again, we could potentially retest until we have some support down here at about 1.5% on the US 10-year. If we lose that, you know, we could absolutely see this thing just crater as it did back in 2018, 2020. So something to keep in mind, again, these charts cratering is good for Bitcoin and the S&P and everything else in between. It's not good for the economy long term, and obviously for the people who live in 
North America. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, that's what I'd be looking for in the macro outlook, though. Uh, if you guys paid attention to what I said on Friday about the CAD GBP, um, it did jump up about a cent. Nothing too crazy so far. Um, potentially forming some sort of cup handle retest of uh, resistance now support, hopefully. And more than likely looking for continuation with this. Dominance, as far as things go today. Um, continuing to see rejection off of this 47.948%, um, depending on where this goes and where the total goes, you know, basically going to dictate where our uh, support comes in for Bitcoin. I'm looking at about 45 to 44.5% more than likely to be held and basically start bouncing from that support level. That would pretty much be the middle of the current channel that we've been digging around in between 40 and 48%. So something mid-range, again, perfect retest, continuation. Total three, or sorry, total one, rejecting off the zero line wolf pack. Everything here is pointing to about 1 trillion. So about 120 billion lost off the total market across all the cryptocurrencies here on this pullback. Again, I think that leads us to about 25-ish K. If we get back into that zone, another retest again of 1 trillion. It's the same thing as Bitcoin retesting 25. But in this case, obviously better off for alts in the long term as well. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out uh, over the next couple of weeks. You know, we did have our quarterly and monthly close on Friday. And everything in those macros still looks absolutely gung-ho to the moon. You know, we look bullish as all heck on the monthly, on the weekly still. And the overalls were, were absolutely good. Um, so as long as those macros don't change, the overall macro look will not change as well. Things will continue you know, to form higher lows, to continue stair-stepping its way up. You just have to know that Bitcoin, even in the best of bull markets, has always had these types of 30 to 50% pullbacks that were normal in between all the bullishness. You know, massive uh, sell pressure comes in, people taking profits, Right, it's it's bound to happen. It's healthy. It's good um, for continuation and creating more liquidity. If we have chop, it's just not a straight up and down type of market. Right, you want you want trades in between. It's much better and much healthier for the for the space overall. If we you know continue stair stepping our way up rather than just absolutely moon rocketing to say 40k or something. So yeah, as far as things go. My macro outlook has not changed. The retracement level here has not changed. I'm still potentially thinking that, you know, yes, we're probably going to continue closing towards 25K if we are going to get all the way down there. Potential for wicks pushing down into the 23K type of zone. If things get really crazy here again, they, you know, if everyone's expecting 25, it's either only going to hit 26 or like 25, you know, 700, something like that, or it's going to go overboard and push that price beyond what people think is going to happen. You know, put the fear in their in in their minds, right? Oh, it's going it's going farther than I thought. Oh, I'm going to cut my losses while I can. Yada yada yada, you know, less likely to add to positions in those regions if it pushes a little bit farther. So just be aware of that, you know, if this does get really crazy here, because we have spent a good amount of time consolidating at this level, 
right? I think almost two weeks spent at this topping area, right? This drop could be quite substantial, quite substantial. We have the 1618 of the four hours sitting down here at 23,000, right? So if we do get into the 25K region, which is the bottom of the fib lines here, um, very possible that wicks, right, into 24, into close to 23,500, something like this. We have support up in this region. Um, and we had spent quite a bit of time in this area before actually busting through. So, you know, getting back into this level, we don't need to, right? It's either going to cut it short, holding up at the 786, uh, right around 25,600, right? We can do that, boom, hold the 618 at 26,200, or overextend. That's pretty much my thinking right now. Um, we're still looking for a pullback. It's still continuing to play out. You know, we still don't have a converging wave as far as this medium term goes. Shorter terms is giving us converging waves. Uh, we do have lower highs here setting in. Money flow absolutely cratering on the hourly. Yeah, quite a bit of price distinction as well between Binance and the other exchanges right now. Um, for some reason, that's interestingly enough, probably about a almost a $200 difference here between like Bybit, uh, Coinbase, and Binance. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that's the TA for today, my friends. Um, Pio, you have anything good, anything interesting that you came about? Dogecoin, yes, yes, yes. I heard that Mr. Elon Musk had been doing some uh, tweeting. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree. Like, once we're above 28.6 and we can hold it as support, you know, 30K will become the middle I think, right? And then we'll we'll kind of we'll kind of like we'll take this range that we've got here and and just move it up into the next level. Right? So the the 26 to 28k range we have right now possibly pushes up doubles or maybe we stay in a, you know, a $2000 range. Maybe we can't get through 30. Maybe 30 is tougher than we can than we can think and and we can't get into that, you know, 30 to 32 region. That's very possible. Um, but how much more time can we spend here before it actually happens, you know? Um, it's pretty much coming down to decision time right now. You know, the Bears had their chance last week to dump it down. They didn't They didn't use it. But then at the same time, the Bulls had a chance after that happened, right, to push us through. And that didn't happen either. So it, it seems more like some sort of uh, distribution phase, right? And then hopefully, if we do get this retest now, strong accumulation and uh, support come in in those in those like in those you know more mid twenties level, which I do think is going to happen. We we do see on the heat maps and the you know all the data says that like you know a lot of people are waiting for a pullback here. Which again, I'm just, which is why I'm like, hmm, well, if everyone's waiting for 25, if they wick it to 23, you know, how many people are going to get stop lost out or get scared or just cut orders because, you know, it didn't hold their support or whatever. You know, they get in at 25, they set stop losses at 24, 500 or whatever, right? Like they're probably going to try and wash out as much of that as possible 
or even maybe sit us there for another week or two if we do get down there, right? Maybe it's not an instantaneous bounce. Or maybe it does bounce and then it kind of fizzle, you know, it kind of slow bounces back down, building up, you know, support, 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 and then bounce for sure. Yeah. I just want to quickly touch back into Doge. Um, if you guys recalled, you know, I said basically anything under 10 cents at this point in time, which was, I think, back in October of last year, right around when I was for Jonas's wedding. You know, and I think that that still maintains value here. We still technically have another big old fat flag with all the squeezing divergence and momentum that we'd ever need on Dogecoin here to see another potential 10,000% run. You know, and I don't think 10,000% is too far out of the question when the last run was 26,000%. The run before that was way more. I think like 50,000 or something ludicrous like that. Um, there's, you know, Doge has juice and, you know, as long as it's still around, it will continue to have juice. I don't see it going anywhere in the near future. Set up here, you know, as far as this goes, as soon as it starts breaking over 10 cents, and if, you know, if it breaks through, we hit 14 or 15 at these resistance levels, we come back and retest 9 to 10 cents. An amazing buy opportunity, in my opinion at that point not financial advice as always but it holding at that point now would be the first you know held support retest of this level um we're still holding the macro support line as well that would be that would be like you know triple a trading essentially would be to pop through retest and then start absolutely exploding from there but uh yeah keep an eye on it I think it's about to do great things this season, um, but as well as everything else. All right, my friends. As always, we appreciate the heck of you guys for taking the time to listen. Uh, we hope that you guys check out tripleconfirmation.com. We'll make sure to be around for the April 20th meeting coming up. We've got something very, very special on that date. Um, obviously, it's our one-year anniversary party for one. And for two, we've got some big announcements coming so yeah be sure to listen for that potentially uh doing some giveaways this month for some merch or something along those lines maybe some tc token yeah massive announcements massive <laughs> exactly listen to jonas he never uses all caps and he's using all caps okay that's important all right my friends thank you guys for taking the time we'll see you on wednesday take care Bye-bye.